Hello there, and welcome back to another episode of Chuckle Tech, your guide to all things tech. I'm your host, Isina Azam, and let's get started, shall we? So first things first, um, you know, um, nothing has been giving us nothing over the past couple of months until this week, uh, where um, nothing has finally announced their first ever product, which is a pair of wireless earbuds. Also known as the Concept One, so um, we have uh, next to nothing uh, regarding information about uh, the earbuds. We know that it exists. We know its design, and we know that it has a name. Uh, so um, first, um, let's just go uh, with the design. Um, okay, I'm not really sure how to describe this, but imagine um, you know a pair of AirPods. Uh, but the stem is shorter, but much wider, and um, you know the plastic that you actually put uh, in your ear is now circular with a red ring uh, around the speaker. Uh, the plastic shell is transparent, which means you can see the insides uh, of uh, this uh, earbud. So, for example, you can see the battery. Uh, which is inside the stem, you can see the speaker, uh, you can see the chip that powers the whole thing. It looks really cool. Now, um, you have to know, um, nothing isn't um, necessarily making these, um, you know, earbuds for everyone. Like, it doesn't want to appeal to um, anyone who's interested uh, in buying a pair of earbuds. Uh, like other companies like Samsung or Apple, where they have many varieties of uh, of headphones. You want over-ear or uh, in-ear? You want one with um, ANC or not? You want to pay $550 for it or not? Do you want it to look like a bean? So uh, these two companies mostly have almost um, the most variety for headphones. Apple, even more, because, you know, they own Beats. But nothing here is trying to appeal to a very niche audience with this design. Uh, of course, um, I like the transparent shell. I know a lot of people who don't. I would say it looks really beautiful to see what's actually inside, um, you know, your gadgets. Others would say it's a mess because there are many components inside the earbuds which make it, you know, look a bit unorganized. Uh, so, will that idea of putting a transparent shell work for nothing it depends on their uh, target demographic now from interviews from uh, uh, Carl Pei uh, you know uh, the founder of nothing um, based on his interviews yeah it seems like they're targeting more for the tech enthusiasts you know so if that's their target demographic then I, I believe yes that design can work that transparent shell can work in terms of functionality I'm not entirely sure because, again, it's a concept. And maybe you don't uh, like the idea uh, of this design. And I respect that. We all respect that. You really can't change someone's uh, opinion uh, by force. You can convince people to change their minds. But you really can't, uh, you know, control it. So long story short, uh, nothing uh, is finally making a product. Um, and so far, we only have a concept design with a transparent shell, but I actually really do quite like this design. So Oppo has had a pretty interesting week. Um, it's finally surpassed Huawei. Um, 
uh, in sales, uh, in smartphone sales in China. And as a celebration of sorts, um, Oppo has released a new phone, the Oppo Find X3 Pro. And for those of you who don't know, the Find X3 lineup is like the highest quality flagship um, lineup that Oppo currently offers. They're like they're like Oppo's version of the Samsung Galaxy S phones. Yes, they're as expensive as current flagships, but they offer a ton of features. So let's get into the Oppo Find X3 Pro. Well, it has a 6.7 inch 120Hz display with HDR10+. It's powered by the Qualcomm Snapdragon 888 chipset. It has a 4500 mAh battery with uh, charging speeds reaching up to 65 watts in wired charging and 30 watts for wireless charging. It has uh, 12 gigs of RAM uh, and 256 gigs of UFS 3.1 storage. It has four cameras on the back and one camera on the on the front. On the back, uh, you have a 50 megapixel main camera, a 50 megapixel ultra wide camera, a 13 megapixel t uh, telephoto camera with two times optical zoom, and a three megapixel macro camera. On the front, you have a 32 megapixel selfie camera. Okay, and now it's time to talk about the design of the phone. Okay, now close your eyes and imagine with me um, an iPhone 12 Pro, okay? Um, usually the iPhone 12 Pro, the cutout is a bit raised, yeah? Uh, but it's really steep, it's basically vertical. There's no transition between the body to um, the camera cutout. It's almost as if the camera cutout isn't even part of the body. It just pops out. Uh, but with the X3 Pro, now it blends in with the rest of the body. Um, it transitions, it curves, um, the actual uh, the body curves into the camera cutout. It looks nice, but I'm not sure how that will affect, uh, you know, hand handling the phone, especially uh, when you're hand um, when you're holding it um, horizontally. So I'm not sure if this will. Um, interrupt or be a bit weird to the touch and then for the lenses themselves again imagine with me um, the camera cutout of the iPhone 12 Pro but now um, turn it sideways and you have the um, uh, Find X3 Pro with uh, two lenses on um, the right side of the cutout one on the top one on the bottom between them is the microphone and on the left side you have um, uh, two lenses, one on the middle uh, and a really small one right under it and above the bigger one you have the flashlight and on the front of the phone it's really nothing new, really thin bezels um, really small camera cutout on the top left and that's basically it now I really want to talk about a cool feature of this phone uh, regarding the macro camera I know I'm being a bit hypocritical right here but what Oppo did is actually pretty cool. It at least deserves to be recognized. Uh, so, how does a macro camera work? Well, as long as there's enough light reflected from the subject of the photo, you can get as close as you, uh, as you want, uh, and you can get as, as many details as you want. But when you get too close to the subject, uh, the phone starts blocking the natural light. Therefore, uh, no light, no picture. You really can't take a picture of anything. So, Oppo. Uh, has found a loophole actually where they put a ring around um, the macro camera that acts as a secondary flashlight so that it would uh, forcefully give um, a light to the subject so that 
theoretically at least you can get as close um, as you want on the subject without really any consequences and, and I thought that was a pretty clever way of solving that problem to be honest um, the phone comes in three colors uh, gloss black uh, blue and white it will be available starting March 19th and it will cost 1200 bucks overall it costs as much as a flagship it technically is a flagship uh, it does have a lot of really cool features but I'm not really sure about the handling of the phone horizontally uh, but other than that yeah um, this phone gets straight A's in every category on paper of course because there's also a chance that for example the cameras are terrible because uh, the software isn't really flushed out well so it brings terrible colors no sharpness at all um, and, and I can't know that because I've never held the phone before or I never tried it so even if you have a 200 megapixel camera uh, that doesn't guarantee good quality pictures so all in all uh, Oppo has released a new phone it's really cool and it has the best macro camera I've ever seen granted macro cameras aren't really impressive nowadays but before we go before we go into the tiny topics we still have one more phone to talk about actually three the asus rog phone 5 lineup now if you were like me you'd think wait five um isn't it supposed to be four because last year uh, asus launched the uh, rog phone uh, three and if you do the math three plus one equals four so um either asus has quietly launched uh, the ROG phone 4 and no one knew about it including me or they just entirely skipped it like oneplus and it's the latter that's correct now there isn't a specific reason as to why uh, but one compelling reason is that the number 4 is considered as unlucky in some markets which is also why oneplus ditched the oneplus 4 but I digress the ROG phone 5 um, let's start with the base vanilla model um, The ROG Phone 5 has a 6.78 inch AMOLED 144Hz display Of course since it's a gaming phone inspired by the Qualcomm Snapdragon 888 It has a 6000mAh battery with a 65W charging brick in the box It has 128 to 256 gigs of UFS 3.1 storage 8-16 uh, gigs of RAM it has three cameras on the back, a 64 megapixel main camera, a 30 megapixel ultrawide camera, and a 5 megapixel macro camera. And on the front, you have a 24 megapixel selfie camera. It comes in two colors, phantom black and storm white, and will cost roughly $630. That's a compelling price. And now for the ROG Phone 5 Pro, there isn't a big difference uh, in the spec sheets. So for the only... Um, you know, difference I found was in the memory variety instead of 128 to 256 gigs um, of storage, you now have only 512 gigs of UFS 3.1 and only 16 gigs of RAM. Oh yeah, and it also only comes in glossy black and will cost around 1200 euros. And last but oh god, definitely not the least, the ROG Phone 5 Ultimate. I hope Ultimate won't be um, a new term when it comes to phone names. I hope it uh, remains in, um, you know, gaming phones only. No offense uh, to the ROG Phone 5 Ultimate. It's great. It's almost perfect. But imagine buying in the future the iPhone 14 Pro Max Ultimate 5G. 
or even if you want to go to the base model, the iPhone 14 Ultimate. I just feel like Ultimate doesn't blend well with um, with phones because usually Ultimate is it means like the most powerful um, of any product. So yeah, I think its place has to remain in gaming phones for now. Maybe my mind could be changed. So uh, specs: exact same display, exact same chipset, um, exact same storage. Except um, you now have 18 gigs of RAM, which makes this phone the first ever phone to have more RAM than my own gaming PC. I always knew 16 gigs was too low nowadays. But other than that, exact same cameras, exact same battery, uh, and it now comes in only matte white and costs around 1300 euros. Now, design-wise, I really don't know how to describe this. Okay, I'll try my best. Uh, okay, on the front, no hole punch cutout. Um, it it kind of resembles, you know, phones from 2018 before um, uh, hole punch cameras were actually a thing. There was a bit of a forehead and a chin, but that makes sense because it has stereo speakers. But other than that, yeah, um, on the sides, really thin bezels. Um, again, 144Hz display makes it super smooth. Uh, and on the back, actually, I'll try my best to describe it. Uh, you have uh, the three cameras side to side with a hole punch uh, cutout barely, uh, you know, surrounding them. It doesn't take a lot of space, which is good in my opinion. There's a diagonal line that, um, you know, crosses half of uh, the cutout and then continues uh, along the way in the exact same path. There are two rectangles, um, rectangle-shaped components. Um, on in the middle of the back side of the phone and actually one of them is a secondary screen where uh, like um, Asus's uh, gaming laptops uh, for example the G14 the Zephyrus G14 you can customize little animations uh, on that separate screen uh, for example you can use it to know anytime you have notifications or to check your battery uh, percentage or who's calling or whatever you can customize it any way you want you can make your own even and uh, you can uh, set uh, you know uh, triggers for it when it will actually start animating it's a cool feature but like with the Zephyrus G14 you don't look at it uh, every time you use the phone in fact it's the complete opposite you barely uh, see it you can see it when you pick up the phone, which uh, which makes sense if you want to see your notifications or your battery percentage. But yeah, 99.999% of the time on your phone is looking at the main screen. You can turn it off. And then of course you have uh, features that are made to improve your gaming experiences, uh, like um, you know capacitive uh, buttons on uh, the sides of the phone, the headphone jack, which finally made the return. And of course, a bunch of software features uh, that can uh, increase, um, uh, you know, the, the CPU or the GPU speeds and turn off notifications from other apps and etc. So overall, uh, this phone is um, basically on papers the perfect phone. You know, you have good quality cameras. You have um, one of the biggest batteries I've ever seen in my life. Of course, you have the, that Snapdragon 888 chipset, which basically guarantees great performance. And yeah, um, it's very customizable, so you can, um, uh, you know, customize the software of this phone um, as much as you like. Even in the setups, you get to choose if you want um, the home screen uh, to have more of a simple or gaming aesthetic to it. And now, ladies and gentlemen, we have moved on to the tiny topics. 
OnePlus has announced uh, an announcement date uh, for the OnePlus 9 series, uh, March 23rd, and has confirmed its uh, collaboration with Hasselblad to provide, you know, great camera software and hardware to the phones. WhatsApp is reportedly working on uh, chat backups that are protected by passwords, and Alphabet uh, the parent company of Google is working on a device that helps give people superhuman hearing and helps uh, isolate sounds with something that they call uh, a sound separation engine. And with that, we close the book of everything that's happened this week. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Please make sure to listen to the other episodes of the podcast. Don't be afraid to do a review on other podcasts. And don't forget to visit checkwithtech.com slash contact and leave us a question if you have one. As always, this is Yasin Azam signing out. See you next weekend.